Welcome to episode 68 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for growing up talking about childish things. And today we are going to discuss WandaVision episodes 3 and 4. Also, that fantastic new trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong, plus official release date for Snyder Cut and the most recent controversy to go along. So let's get it on. Let's go on Nerd It Up Nerd. WandaVision! What the hell is going on here? What's happening on this show? Uh, how's Vision alive? Why is it in black and white? And now color! What the hell happened to Monica Rambo? WandaVision! WandaVision! I love all of our all of our song parody jokes that make us laugh are like old guy songs that Well, I like, don't think when, I don't think when we, WAP would make a good uh, parody for one of this. Well, maybe it there would. Some I don't, holes I just, I don't in know this house. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was I was just remembering when we played our um, theme song for Mandalorian to Ben. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> it was like crickets in <laughs> Ben Town, <laughs> and I'm like, it never occurred to me. Ben's way too young to, to know that song. Yeah, to appreciate the original. <laughs> to, to, to know the Paul McCartney and Wings song. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, uh, I played it for my boss. I'm like, hey, did you know that uh, Paul McCartney re-recorded <laughs> the theme song for The Mandalorian? He's like, really? And I played it. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is the exact reaction. <laughs> yes. We didn't even get that from Ben. I'm sure he thought it. But he's <laughs> uh, shit. It makes us laugh. I think that's the important thing. It, it's, it gets stuck in my head. And I like every like I can't see Mandalorian without that song popping <laughs> in my head. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so how are you, my friend? Uh, you know, I'm okay. I'm married. You were married. That's why, yep. why we weren't on last week. I was, I was getting married. Yeah. Um, uh, the live stream of my wedding got like ten times more views than any episode of our podcast ever. <laughs> so maybe I should just get married every week instead of go. instead of doing this. Well, tell everyone that you're getting married, and then it'll be like a rickroll, and it'll be you and me streaming <laughs> our podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> I actually asked because um, um, we had the wedding at uh, my sister-in-law's house, mm-hmm. and we're kind of the same household. We're we're a bubble, but there was only six of us there. We were allowed to have ten because it's a wedding; that's the rule. But um, we only had six. We didn't we, we didn't have a few people that we could have had because we were trying to be as safe as possible. Which makes sense. Um, 
and uh, like I don't know, it was it, it all went very very well. Uh, you know exactly as we'd hoped, except you know I screwed up a little bit. I forgot to wear my jacket for some reason. My right. my jacket was draped on a chair next to me while I was uh, saying my vows. Mm. Um, that's just me. I'm, oh, just I'm kinda... sure you're just nervous, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's was a lot of pressure. It was my first Facebook live stream ever, mm-hmm. first of all. It was my first time getting married ever, second of all. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it was good. good. It was good. And I don't remember if I was going somewhere with this or not. Uh, <laughs> you started off with, I have asked. I, so, I assume you asked somebody something. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's what you started off with. I have asked what? I don't know. Hold it on. sounded like you were going to say, like, you asked somebody something, and then you kind of went into that, but it's all good. Oh, 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 right, 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 right. No, um, my sister-in-law asked me if, she, if if we wanted to play a song. Oh, okay. Like, uh, you know, not a wedding march, because we started in the room together, but, like, if, if you know, if we wanted to play music. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if the Skype call is screwing up right now, but Skype's making weird sounds at me. I don't hear um, that, so. Okay, okay. Anyway, um, so I said, oh, we were going to play the Game of Thrones theme as as her walking down the aisle music. Right. <laughs> um, if we had a real wedding, we were going to have like a Game of Thrones themed wedding. Um, and I was actually going to like get like a guitar player friend of mine to come and just like play it on guitar while she walked down the aisle. Nice. Um, uh, but they were like, no, ha, ha, ha. And then I actually asked, can I play my podcast theme song? <laughs> 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 we're live streaming and it'd be a good opportunity to promote it. <laughs> but, that was funny. Uh, anyway, that was a long way of saying I did ask if I could play the podcast theme song <laughs> on the live. Nice. That would have been uh, pretty dope for her to walk down to that. I want to say. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, got got married. It was good. Uh, still married. It's a week later, so good. it's working out well. Good. You uh, statistically um, beat out most couples. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, everything is so weird, man. It's yeah. like we like we are living in this weird apocalypse, and yeah. um, like everything. I got. I I don't know. Like everything is just like yep. I don't know, shrug. I don't know what to say about anything anymore. It's like, yep, uh, glad to be alive, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, happy to be married, I guess. Um, we wanted to get it over with. Uh, so well, we did. Been, anyway. How long, how long have you guys been together for? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I think we're going on 11 years. Oh, I know wow. it's over 10 years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're going on 11 or going on 12, actually. Um, well, put you really on the spot bad, there, sorry. Really bad at time. <clears throat> Okay, fair amount of time. So yeah, sure. Why not put a ring on it at some point? Yes. Anyway, mm. um, and how are you? I'm how all right, man. I'm all right. Um, two weeks. Yeah. Um, not much going on over here. Um, still working, which is good, and uh, staying safe. Um, I haven't got my vaccine yet. Not yet. Uh, I'm sure that won't happen for a while either. But um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm good. No complaints. Uh, nothing, nothing exciting like getting married in my life. So, okay. yeah. someday, brother, someday. Uh, hopefully not, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ms. Um, Wright is out there. 
gotta, you know. It's all good, anyway, man. It's all good. She, she can wait. I, I won't derail us here. <laughs> uh, so there is actually a lot to talk about this week. Yes, um, there is. There what is. should we talk about first? Let's talk about this Godzilla versus Kong trailer. Yeah, okay. Right off the hop, because this was such a cool trailer, and we don't get a lot of cool trailers these days. There's not a lot of movies coming out anymore mm-hmm. in this in this apocalypse we're living through right now. Um, this Godzilla versus Kong thing, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't, hang- you know, I'm not a big fan of of this uh, brand. I don't hate it. I don't dislike it, but it's not like my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's why we had Matt on to talk about Godzilla and, and, uh, thank goodness. Uh, cause he knows so much about it. Yeah, um, that's right up his alley for sure. Yeah. Um, but this trailer, uh, when I saw it, um, Steve was actually over, uh, Steve, um, you know, my friend who's been on the podcast before he used yeah. to be on force.net. Now he's with, uh, Cinna. Oh my God. Cinna. Oh, he left force.net. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he left the force.net um and he's at cinema something. Cinema something. Fuck, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. He won't hear this. But um Cinescore, Cine No. No, something. It's mm. something about film. It's a good website anyway. Um okay. but anyway, he was over because he was my best man. Um and so uh he and I were on opposite couches. We were socially distanced. Okay. Um, but uh, did he throw we, the ring at you? We hung out and we actually watched uh, Wonder Woman 1984 together because oh, really? <clears throat> uh, he was supposed to actually visit me the day that it came out, but mm. uh, couldn't. Oh, okay. Because of a snowstorm. He, he's got. He lives. He, he lives like in the boonies, and if it, when it snows there, it's like. It's bad. So mm. anyway, uh, we also saw this uh, while, while he was with me. And so we were both like, wow, it's cool, huh? Like it's uh, they show Godzilla and Kong fighting. Mm. Um, and it seems like they probably show what would be like the coolest parts of the fight. If this was a movie about Godzilla versus Kong fighting, because it's like. You know, not only is that like that amazing Godzilla coming under the water and kind of like like spearing Kong in the face and surprising mm-hmm. him that first blow, but there's like an amazing just roundhouse punch that uh, Kong gives Godzilla like early on in, and then like near the end of the trailer, there's the giant fucking <laughs> leap through the air. Uh, attack with an axe that looks like it's made of a Godzilla uh, horn, like one of the horns off of his back. Right. Like a plate, or I, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. Not a horn. Uh, one of the one of those sharp things off of Godzilla's back. Kong has an axe made of one of those. Mm-hmm. And this, he leaps at him, and Godzilla shoots his laser breath at him, but the axe blocks it because it's made of Godzilla material. And then he whacks him in the head with it. It's so badass looking that you think, wow, this must have been like the end of the movie. But no, there's no way, right? Yeah. So Im- immediately we were both like, okay, this movie isn't really about Godzilla versus Kong. They're showing us like the first act of the movie. And it's awesome. But what are, like, what are they not showing us in the second and third acts? Um, it's my suspicion. But my suspicion is it's a red herring. And much like Batman versus Superman, yes, Godzilla and Kong will fight, but then they're going to work it out. And then there's going to be a greater threat that they have to team up against. Because in this 
monster universe, I know enough about it to know that like both of these characters are good guys. They're mm-hmm. both faces. Yep. So unless one of them, like one of them isn't going to make a heel turn because they're both their own brands. Um, so they're going to both maintain faces just like Batman and Superman. Um, and lo and behold, upon further inspection, we see probably Mecha Godzilla is yep. in this movie and in this trailer. Yeah. So boom. Uh, oh, like instant interest and excitement for this movie for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped for this one. I wasn't hyped for any of the previous ones, but this trailer is so sick and we've been so starved for like, uh, stuff like this. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I was really hyped for, uh, the King of Monsters and I'll be honest, I was a huge, huge letdown, yeah. uh, personally, but, uh, I won't lie. I, I won't lie. I, I didn't even watch it. No, no. Maybe I, I don't remember what I said on the show, but <laughs> yeah. you and Matt, you and Matt had the conversation and I just kind of helped. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I was, I remember seeing it in the theaters. Remember the theaters back in the day? I remember theaters. Yeah. yeah those where were you cool. could like go and sit in a dark room and eat some popcorn and drink some, some pop. Yeah. Remember, remember they had reclining chairs. Yeah. You press the button and the chair reclined. Yeah, like you were, like you were, like you were a king yes. in the future. Yes, I do remember. I remember very well. Yeah, yeah I knew it couldn't last, Kev. I knew it couldn't last. <laughs> but yeah, society this decade is doomed to fall. <laughs> fall. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, no, I did. I did watch that one in the in the theaters. I watched them all in the theaters. Um, the first, the first, well, I, whatever you want to call it, remake Godzilla to set up this franchise. Yeah. I watched that in the theater twice. I watched uh, Kong Skull, Skull Island in the theater, which which I also enjoyed as well. I did see that. Mm-hmm. And um, and the fight scenes in that were sick. Oh yeah, they were great. Oh, and it, and it looks film. like it looks like this movie is going to have those sick fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, King of Monsters, which was uh, let down for myself. And then yeah, this one, the fact that it's not going to be in the theater kind of sucks. Um, I would like at all. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm sure it'll be in theaters, but come on, in Ontario, like theaters yeah. are closed, and I don't know when they're going to reopen. I don't know if they'll be here, back open in March. So, yeah. uh, around the world, unless I want to travel to China to watch it, I'm sure <laughs> we'll be playing there. But uh, I, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna happen here. Personally, uh, I have my doubts. But uh, yeah, this is definitely a theater-made movie. Like this is a movie you want to see on a big screen. Uh, with that big roaring surround sound, right? But um, I know you got a system at home. I do. I know you got a big screen at home. I know you can turn the lights off, turn the sound up. And, I do, but and re- it's just create some of that on your own. It's just not the same. I know it's not the same. I know, brother. I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to prop you up. I'm yeah. trying to help you out. Yeah, I appreciate I that, man. I appreciate I, that. I <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I obviously I will definitely watch it. Um, it does. It does look uh, interesting. Uh, you kind of threw a monkey wrench in it when you're like uh, on Facebook when you said something like they're gonna team up and then fight a bigger threat. And I was like, "Are you telling me they're gonna fucking Batman v Superman?" This yes, shit? that's exactly what I'm saying, brother. That's exactly. <laughs> they're gonna both saying. find that mutual name, Martha. Yes, Mothra. <laughs> Mothra. Mothra. Why did you say that name? <laughs> My cousin's Mothra. <laughs> Mothra was his babysitter on Skull Island. 
Mothra was my babysitter too. Oh my god! In Japan. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! <laughs> you just no, made something the, about you just made that something... movie ten times better for me right now. Uh, well, it's gonna be great. I I can tell. I can already tell. <laughs> oh man. Um, <clears throat> but that's anyway. A trailer came out. It was great. That's like yeah, no, it was it a good be, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it's coming it's out March thirty first so of this year. So word. They already pushed it back a few days. Apparently, <laughs> I think it was that one. If I remember correctly, uh, they pushed awesome. it back like a week. Not a big. They deal. did push it back. Well, this is this is leading into our next story because um, let's 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 talk about Snyder Cut now because right. uh, both so, Warner Brothers. Hold on. Uh, got a boom done on the Godzilla vs. King Kong. Boom done on Godzilla vs. Kong, but not quite because it is quite <laughs> involved in the controversy involving the release date of Zack Snyder's Justice League, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the Snyder Cut. Uh, the infamous four-hour-long version of Justice League that includes Zack Snyder's entire original vision for the movie, all restored, thick. Uh, fic- finished and fixed um, the way he wants it. We're getting this on March 18th. Um, But this is controversial because uh, there was an announcement a week previous to this Mm -hmm. that not only was Snyder Cut coming out on March 23rd, I think, uh, but uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was coming out on March 24th. Mm-hmm. And this is a big deal because um, on HBO Max, on streaming, the only way you have to measure a movie's success, besides number of people who watched it, is number of new subscribers. Because new subscribers are how much money this movie made for you, right? Right. Um, So if you put them out on the same day or one day after the next, you won't really be able to tell which one caused a bump in new subscribers and how many new subscribers each one brought versus the other one. So the fans were immediately upset because they were saying, you're trying to kill the Snyder Cut success. First of all, you changed it from four one-hour episodes into one four-hour movie, which, like, I'm going to be honest, Kevin, I really do believe that Warner Brothers is trying to bury the Snyder Cut now. I do believe that that was a move that said, we don't uh, have faith in this, we don't like this anymore, we don't want to spend four weeks stretching it out, the the promotion and the conversation about this, we just want to put it out and get it over with. Because, like... Who the hell even wants to watch a four-hour movie in the first place? Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I do. I, 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 I do, yes. But I don't. in one sitting, yeah. I'm not sure. It won't happen in one sitting. It took yeah. me three sittings just to watch The um, uh, the Irishman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, doesn't, and doesn't that was just, three doesn't hours. It, doesn't it seem to you, like, remember all of the Snyder Cut hype before the Walter Hamada signing at Warner Brothers? And then as soon as Walter Hamada signed a three-year extension for his reign at Warner Brothers, we get the announcement that Snyder Cut is now no longer four installments. It's now a one-hour, it's now a one four-hour release. Mm. And then a couple of weeks later, we get the announcement that it's being released the day before 
Godzilla versus Kong, which is the most exciting thing that we've seen coming out in a long time, which is going to be a big deal for Warner Brothers, right? Right. And they're both on the streaming service. So, yeah, <clears throat> like they are competing directly with each other and there will be a huge bump in subscribers that week. And you won't be able to say it was for Snyder Cut. You will only be able to say it was for both of these things. And if you if you are trying to kill the future of something, right, if you are trying to like kill a fan movement to have this storyline and these characters continue like the Snyderverse version of the DCEU, a lot of people were saying that it could continue on HBO Max. And when the Snyder Cut was coming out in four four episodes, the the press that was coming out about it made it kind of feel like maybe they're going to have a future for Zack Snyder's vision. But I'm telling you, as soon as Walter Hamada signed that deal, all that changed. Mm. He doesn't want he doesn't want Snyder involved anymore. He wants this Snyder Cut done and over with, and he wants people to stop talking about it. Um, so there was a fan backlash when the release dates were announced and they they changed it not only did they move snyder cut back to march 18th which is when it's coming out now uh they moved kong forward so now you can clearly tell well we're gonna know which one made a bigger bump in subscribers for hbo max but they're both uh premiering in the same month it's still if that was the case up, why will sign up the weekend of no, People but why? Right, but no, but why wouldn't they bump it into to April then? If that's the case, have one in one month and have the other one in the other month. Sure, sure. I don't know. Um, who knows? Um, but uh, they're at least separate. They're at least separate enough that you'll be able to tell mm-hmm. uh, if if people like didn't care about Snyder Cut and wanted to sign up for Godzilla, we'll be able to. <laughs> Um, and based on this Godzilla versus Kong trailer, there's probably going to be a lot of people who want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably going to do really well for them. Uh, but Snyder Cut, I, I, you know, as a fan of uh, somebody who has been anticipating this, I was so disappointed when they announced that it wasn't going to be four episodes anymore, that we're not going to have four weeks of what's going to happen next week. Yeah. Um, I'll be, that we're we're going to get all, how are we going to even talk about it? If it's, it's a four hour movie, like I feel like, yeah. We're going to have to have at least a two-hour conversation about everything that I see in it. But I'm just going to be so exhausted from getting through four hours in one – like it's not going to be one sitting for sure. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll maybe we'll break it up into two episodes if it's good or if it's not worth it. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. Like I was, I was actually kind of glad that it was four episodes – um, speaking from a podcast point of view, because that makes it easier for us to talk about, yeah. right? And then, yeah, yeah four hours, man, I, dude, I, I can't sit in front of my TV for four hours watching the same thing. It's <laughs> a fucking long time. Yeah. For unless movie, unless like, we're doing a Star Wars uh, marathon, that ain't happening. not the intention. It was made to be for one hour. Yeah individual episodes the original version of the movie was not this long he made it longer yeah to fit this this four four. one hour episode this big hype cycle they were going to do but um you know what it's all ray fisher's fault i'm just gonna say it um 
even though Walter Hermada, and this is like deep inside baseball stuff, but Walter Hermada, the head of Warner Brothers, he was not around back when all of the, the bad stuff happened with Justice League and Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there for the big fight that Ray Fisher was mad about. He wasn't there for the Joss Whedon stuff that Ray Fisher was mad about. But when he stepped in, he tried to mediate the dispute between Ray Fisher and the company. And somehow, I don't know how, because Ray Fisher never gives details because he can't, because he's, you know, legally bound to not say certain stuff. Um, but somehow, Walter Hamada pissed Ray Fisher off while he was attempting to mediate the dispute. And Ray Fisher tweeted that he will never be involved with any film that. It, Walter Hamada is involved with. Mm. So Ray, Ray Fisher killed his future with DC. Ray Fisher was trying to like shit on the reputation of Walter Hamada. And Walter Hamada was like, wait a minute, dude. Like I wasn't even in, in this fight that you were mad about. And I was trying to fix it. And now you're pulling me into it too. And so Walter Hamada obviously hates Ray Fisher now. And he's, and this Snyder cut is supposedly all about Ray Fisher, right? He's like the center of it all. And and Walter Hermana doesn't want to start a fan movement to like keep Ray Fisher involved somehow because Ray Fisher has declared open war against him. Mm. So I don't even blame Hamada for hating Snyder Cut right now. It's such a terrible situation, and I think it's Ray Fisher's fault, honestly. But I don't know the details, uh, specifics of why he's so upset because, like I said, he's not allowed to talk about it. So it's weird that he keeps saying vague stuff. Mm. Um but stuff like I'll never work with Walter Hamada, but like I, I'm, I think I'm pronouncing his name wrong too. I think it might be Yamada, but um, I, I just ah, man, the whole thing is so frustrating. As somebody who just wanted to see this Zack Snyder vision fulfilled, mm-hmm. um, and now I feel like it's being buried, and you know I'm still looking forward to seeing it, mm-hmm. but. Um, there's a dark, there's a dark cloud over it again, mm-hmm. and uh, isn't that always the case with this Snyderverse of the DCEU? Anyway, let's move on to brighter things. Boom let's call it boom done on Snyder Cut news, mm-hmm. and let's let's get on to Wandavision because we have now missed two weeks of it. We have not talked about episode three yet, and episode four just dropped this past Friday. That it did. Uh, and uh and episode <clears throat> four man was was pretty was pretty huge but uh you know briefly uh episode three um you know we moved into the 70s era of sitcoms fully and uh, everything was very brady bunch looking <laughs> uh very part part yes <clears throat> mm-hmm. full, full. and um and basically, we went through Wanda's pregnancy very quickly and yeah. got to the birth of the of the twins mm-hmm. uh, pretty quickly. Um, and uh, Monica Rambo, the neighbor, uh, was uh, sorry. Her name is Geraldine when she's the neighbor, but um, uh, was there uh, for most of the episode. Um, you know, comedy ensued. There were many more um, hints about how Wanda is really in charge of this reality. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's going into labor, <clears throat> having like having like pregnancy spasms, um, it looks like her superpowers are going off randomly and randomly changing things in the reality. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, actually, actually, you know what I think? I think that's actually her baby doing that, not her. But okay. I, most people, most people um, translated it as it was her, which is fine. Whichever doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> but we get this um, this this dark moment, this evil moment. Uh, actually, maybe a couple of them because early on in the episode, we get Vision kind of try to break the reality. He kind of says, you know, I kind of feel like something's really wrong here. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like, you know, is you feel like there's something wrong with this place. And and Wanda just kind of blinks him back 10 seconds in time. And, um, and he starts over, he, yeah. Yeah, and he starts over. He's reset. And he's like, you know, I'm just anxious about having the kids. And so we see again, it's, if it's not clear yet, Wanda's in control of everything that's happening here. Mm-hmm. We know this as an audience. We've known this for quite a while because they've been tipping it off to us over and over and over again. Um, and I just have like to point out that I said that in the first episode that we recorded. And you're like, you think so? I don't know. But I said, I was sure. I think, I wasn't sure. I think Wanda is in control of what's going on here. <clears throat> After episode one, I was not sure. And I will mm-hmm. admit, I missed what I missed about episode one was in the dinner scene when Mr. Hart started choking, mm-hmm. Wanda, Wanda made that happen. I didn't realize that uh, at she first. She made that happen? Yes. Uh, because he was asking her, he was asking them too many questions right. and Vision, Vision was starting to get confused and sh- and he was starting to threaten the reality. Right. So she caused him to choke on his food. Right. Um, and then it was her. That's why Vision didn't move until she said, "Vision, help him," mm-hmm. um, because uh, she was causing that, and she was fully in control. Uh, I didn't get that the first time I watched it, but I get it now, looking right. back. So you're right. You're right. I didn't get it back then, um, but it's 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 pretty damn clear at this point. Yeah. Anyway, yes, especially in uh, episode four there, but we'll get to that. Yes, <clears throat> um, but in, in episode three, basically. Everything leads up to this pinnacle kind of crux moment um, where where Geraldine's character, who has just been like playing the role of best friend in in this like comical childbirth scenario, um, while well, she's standing there with Wanda, and Wanda starts talking about how she was a twin and how her twin brother's name was Pietro, and uh, You're really skipping through this episode. I know because I want to get to episode four. Oh, I really okay. do. All right. Um, why, no, is there something important I skipped? Because please. No, there were some you know, interesting little things that happened in this episode. There's lots of interest. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. No. I, if you want to skim through this real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like episode four is where all the meat is. Yeah. Uh, really. Um, but um, yeah, uh, we basically build up to this. The uh, the the. The pinnacle moment, the the peak, the crescendo, uh, um, is is Wanda kind of breaks reality because uh, Monica Rambo Geraldine suddenly remembers Pietro, remembers reality, mm-hmm. and says, "Oh yeah, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he?" And Wanda suddenly stops being funny and starts getting really serious and sinister, and says, "You know, how do you know that? Who are you?" Where, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Geraldine just looks confused and scared and is like, Wanda, I don't know. Um, 
So she still seems like she's under the effect of the reality. Like she doesn't seem like fully aware yet, even when this is happening. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they don't show what happens. They cut away, and then Vision comes home, and he asks, "Where's Geraldine?" And Wanda says, "Oh, she had to rush home, dear." And then they have their kind of uh, happy family moment with the twins. Um, and then we see at the end of the episode what happened to Geraldine. Mm-hmm. She got ejected from the false reality. And we see from the outside of this finally for the first time that Westview is an actual real place. It's a real town. Yeah. And it's got a big red force field around it. And uh, Monica Rambo, Geraldine gets ejected out of this force field, flies through the air, and rolls down on the ground. Still wearing her Geraldine clothes, which is important. Yeah. Um, but then we also, but then the camera pans out, and we get uh, a sense of the scene here. We get this whole camp, uh, which is like, a, you know, it's like a government uh, camp out, outside of this force field. Uh, but it reminded well, we me a lot. We don't get that yet. All we get is her coming out of the thing and then the big helicopter. Oh, yeah, I guess you do see a little bit of it. Yeah, you see a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You see a little bit. And it it reminded me a great deal of that, but also the post-credit scene from Iron Man, I believe, where where they first show you Thor's hammer. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. Remember no, that? When yeah. it's in that big, like, big tent, ditch, yeah. and it's surrounded by agents, yeah, and it's yeah. a big, like, crime scene. It kind of felt exactly like that. I felt like, oh, my God, they, they're they having, like, a, a repeat of that scene to set up this new phase of Marvel, the way that set up phase one. Okay. But, um... Yeah, it totally felt uh, like um, Close Encounters, E.T., just yeah. like when the government comes in, and... And they set up camp, basically, yes. right? <clears throat> and they just kind of commandeer the whole entire area. That's what it kind of reminded me of. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know. If, was there anything from that episode that I skipped over that um, you would like to add? Well, there was a bunch of, like, just little minor things. Like, um, for example, um, okay, so the doctor at the beginning, whatever, right? Uh, he's, like, he's like giving a, a comparison of, like, uh, what to expect through this pregnancy. So he's like, you know, three months is like, um, I can't, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like three months is like, like a, um, uh, uh fuck. Uh, what's that fruit called? <laughs> um, no, he said, he said a pear, there was, a pomegranate, no, a grapefruit. I know he said pineapple was one. And then the other one was, um, Oh, tropical fruit. I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now. And then, of course, he papaya. Papaya. Thank you. And then, um, as soon as as soon as he comes back in, she turns and she knocks over, and he catches a papaya. So I think that kind of signif- the signified that he she was at the size of a papaya. And then later mm-hmm. on, she's in the kitchen and she's like dicing up a pineapple. And I'm assuming she was at the pineapple stage. Right, oh, so so they're sure. kind of using like these these fruits to show how fast she's getting bigger, right? Um, and then she's eating fruit uh, at another part when they're in the in the uh, uh, the little day. What's the word for a kid's room? Not daycare. Nursery. Uh, nursery. Thank you. Um, and she's eating fruit while while in there, and I'm assuming that was probably like another fruit to see. see I didn't catch that. Yeah, but 
that is this show, right? Where yeah, everything, yeah, exactly. everything in this show is a goddamn Easter egg of mm-hmm. some kind. Yeah. The, oh yeah, it's riddled with them. And, um, and there's also like, uh, little parts like when, uh, when he, when Vision sees the doctor out and, um, and he's talking to the neighbor and he's like cutting his hedge and then it flashes back to Vision. They're still talking. The next shot, he's sawing the fence. And he's like, yeah, uh, I think you're a little off. He's like, yeah, I am a little off. And he's just still doing what he's doing. Like, little things like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. <clears throat> and then, of course, there's the part where he completely breaks character and goes to get the doctor and puts him on his back and, like, runs really fast to bring runs him back to the speed. house, whatever. Like, come yes. on, um, the the doctor didn't even say, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's like little things like that. And, of course, when... Um, no, the doctor kind of admits reality's broken. Yeah, he did, but not really. It wasn't it. a real, like, what the fuck was that? You know, and it was more like, yeah, he just carried me really fast. Ha, 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 cue the, cue the, uh, the, the, the soundtrack, right? The, uh, the canned laughter. But there's also that part when uh, he takes him back and he's like, um, well, I hope you still make your vacation. I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, well, we're not yeah. really going he's anywhere. Like, nobody, nobody can escape this this small yeah. town. No one's going or, anywhere you know, anyways. Sort of thing. You know what small towns are like impossible to escape. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's just like those little key little we, things. We get the impression that all of these characters in this reality are prisoners mm-hmm. and and afraid not only are they prisoners but they seem to have an awareness that they're prisoners um and afraid and whether prisoners means that they um are people who all lived in this town of westview mm-hmm. and they got locked and they got locked into an alternative reality somehow or whether they're somehow all dead the same way vision is dead right and and one has somehow brought them all back from the dead, and What's they some... all seem to they're all somehow aware of it. Um, we do we don't know yet. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's but... that's probably going to be the case that they're like, all dead. Yeah, like um, I don't think they'll all be dead, but like for example, the um, the lady from the '70s show and her, her husband at the beginning. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to be dead. I don't. know. I just have a feeling that they're they're uh, they're going to be like people that used to live in this town who were brought back to life for this for this fictional sitcom oh, like reality. like westview westview is not really a town it's actually a cemetery and when the alternate reality it's wears a off, town. It'll like, turn- it is a town it's just yes. somehow wanda has in, entombed this town and they actually it. they actually explicitly state that in episode four mm-hmm. uh so you're right about that for sure um but but they do all seem to be afraid, and the neighbor has that line where he says, you know, we're all, and Vision's like, we're all what? And then he's afraid to say it, and he doesn't say it. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people think he was going to say, we're all dead. Um, yeah. But most people think, and I think, he was going to say, because we're all prisoners here. Yeah, we're all trapped. Uh, or Yeah, we're something. all trapped here. Yeah. Um, but... Like maybe he says we're all dead. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I just have a feeling that when this is all over and the false reality is gone, we're going to meet all these people again in their actual lives, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll be like a big payoff at the end of the series. But maybe not. Maybe they'll be dead. Maybe we'll see them at their graves. We'll, we'll, who knows? Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, um, you know, it wasn't a bad episode, but I mm-hmm. will admit that by the end of it, I was kind of tired. I was kind of like, you know, I, I really want to move on with the gimmick. I, I, you know, I feel like it's all been set up. Um, and you know, it's, it was, it was good and it was entertaining and it was fun. Um, but just waiting from week to week and having gone through three episodes before we got to episode four, it felt like a long time. And episode four has all these big, uh, reveal all these satisfying payoffs, Mm -hmm. but I still kind of felt like they took too long to get there anyway. But, uh, you know, if I was going to rate episode three, um, you know, it was great. I don't, I had nothing against it. Uh, it was, I, it was, I'll give it an eight. Um, um, yeah, it was good. My one complaint was that, uh, I felt like the release timing was too long and that's not about the material itself. So mm-hmm. it was good. It's good. Yeah. No, uh, I, I like this episode as well. Um, I like that they, uh, by the end we started to see more. And I thought that part where she kind of broke the wall and came out of the bubble, I thought that was great. And that's where I was like, yes, finally, we're going to get somewhere with this show. So uh, for me, just that whole like end little bit uh, alone brought it up to a 0.5. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. <clears throat> for me. Because, uh, yeah, okay. no, I was actually like, as soon as that whole thing happened, I'm like, okay, I'm excited for the next episode even more now. <laughs> right? And the next episode, oh, as far sure, as I'm yeah. concerned, did not disappoint. <clears throat> oh, no, it did not. It did and, not. But I was, you know, I was just mad that I had to wait another week instead of <laughs> anticipating it. Like, I was just like, this is this is not like Mandalorian where it's like every week it's like, oh, my God, that was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm looking forward to next week's satisfying ride. Mm-hmm. It was just like. Oh my god, that was so anticipatory. You know, like yeah. instead of having that big satisfaction and then anticip- I don't know. Um, it's not bad. I'm not slamming it. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off. No, it's okay. And one thing I'd like to uh, uh, point out too is the editing of the sh- the editing of the show is fucking brilliant. It well, is the way they uh, they they bring it from like from like the widescreen to the four by four three screen and then at the end of that episode that we we're just talking about three um it was like the entire episode was in like that four by three frame yeah. and then when she gets kicked out of the bubble it slowly mutates into the wide they bring it into mcu wide screen. yeah i yeah. love that i just suddenly yeah. we're back at the mcu that moment is the first moment and like it's been so long since we've been in the mcu right mm-hmm. like Everything has been delayed so long, you know. We never got Guardians of the Galaxy three because because uh, James Gunn was fired. Yeah. But then we never got the next thing that was supposed to come out, which was the Black Widow movie, right. because of COVID. Yeah. And then these TV shows, WandaVision and and uh, the other one, Winter Soldier and Falcon, which Falcon and Winter become. Soldier. It's funny because we uh, talk about like these shows. We're like, both postponed a year. Yeah. Did you watch Shield? Just out of curiosity. No. Okay, so no. I started watching <laughs> I, Shield. I tried. Yeah, I so tried. did I. I I tried, and I just didn't get into it. 
and I just kind of was like, okay, this because it was awful. Like well, it was people it was love so it though. Cheap people love I it. I know people love it. I know Ben Ben, who I respect, loves it. Like he said, the finale was like his favorite hour of television mm-hmm. ever. And I'm just like, dude, like I'm sorry, but it's cheap. It's bad. It's just like the the uh, the the DC shows on the WB. Or whatever it is, okay. I think it's the WB still. Is it still the WB? Uh, sure. CW. CW. The CW. CW. There you go. A lot of people love those too. <laughs> like flashes. Flashes is, is fun and cute and pretty good actually, but like, like the rest of them are just so cheap and like I really, bad. I really got into Gotham. At one Gotham point, was great. Gotham was great. If you were a Batman fan, mm-hmm. it was made. It was made by true Batman fans, and mm-hmm. every episode of Gotham was a love letter to Batman in so many ways, over and over and over again. Gotham was great, but the, that that wasn't on the CW. Oh, okay. Uh, was it a Fox show? Was it Fox? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, okay, I don't remember. sorry. Um, but I'm talking about, you know, not the Flash because it was good, but I'm talking about Arrow. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl, which like like had a couple of fun episodes, and then just was just not good mostly. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. Um, uh, Black Lightning, uh, uh, all the ones that crossed over uh, the 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 World of Tomorrow. What was that? the Heroes of Tomorrow one where they yeah. had a spaceship? Okay. I don't, <laughs> I forget now. Anyway, those shows were really subpar and cheap. The same way. Shield? Agents of Shield was subpar and cheap, and even though it had Colton Colson on it, uh, Feige said that that's not our Colson. That our Colson is really dead. Yeah. So even though even though they said, oh, he faked his death, and then they had Nick Fury on the show somehow, mm. um, it 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 just to me it was just it was just never real ever, yeah. and. Also, not very good. Like, not good at all. I'm sorry. It was yeah. not good. Anyway, I don't want to go on about that. Yeah. yeah. I know no point. Because, yeah, um, no, I was doing the reason why I brought it up. Because um, all these MCU shows are coming out. And I, I even caught myself saying, like, this is the first, like, MCU show. But then I remembered later after we recorded, I'm like, fuck, it wasn't the first MCU show because Shield's no. considered a fucking MCU show. Right, right. right. So but that's it's not. Why... Shield is not considered an MCU oh, show. Yeah. That's okay. the thing. Okay. Feige said, no, that was that was run by somebody else that was not under Feige's control. Right. This is the first show under Feige's control. So it is the actual first okay. MCU show. All right. Fair enough. Which is. Which is an important, which is important because I've spent all of this time that we haven't had an MCU wondering what the shows are going to look like, right? Like we mm-hmm. got Mandalorian, and we all and we wondered, right? Is the Mandalorian TV show going to look as good as a Star Wars movie? Like, how are they going to do that? Mm-hmm. And they kind of pulled it off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Mandalorian looks really great a lot of the time, uh, most of the time. When when this episode moves into mcu widescreen at the end it's like the first time i was like oh there it is visually there like it was perfect Mm -hmm. it was the exact same team probably the exact same cameras it was it was no different it was mcu there Mm -hmm. was there was no question there was no doubt and um episode four which we'd like to which i'd like to move on to yes um I'm excited for this. Man, man, was it satisfying. (laughs) Yes. Man, this was the satisfying moment that I was waiting for Mm -hmm. for three weeks. Um, And 
Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay, and it starts with the origin story of Monica Rambo, um, and which is so cool. And it starts at the blip. The blip. Yeah. And and this is the genius of MCU. And this is, you know what? You can defend the DC, and I defend DC for not following the same format and having different storylines and different universes that don't connect. But the genius of MCU is, like, they already did it in a Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. um, and now they're doing it in this. Everything is a sequel to Endgame, right? Connecting. Like, I, uh, I love it. it yeah, so, so it's like we're watching Endgame continue now. Mm-hmm. We're watching Endgame again. We're watching uh, Monica Rambo and and a lot, a lot of other people around her come back from the snap. Yeah. And I believe this is the first time we've seen this visually of the reverse of the dusting, mm-hmm. because in Endgame, when people came back, they came through the portals. That's true. Right. These were like the dusting in reverse. You saw mm-hmm. the dust and you saw people's bodies forming out of it. And Monica Rambo, who's at, who's at the hospital uh, by an empty bedside, um, comes back, doesn't realize she's been anywhere, but wants to know where her mother is. Yeah. And we, we find out that uh, when she was dusted, um, she was at her mother's bedside who had just been recovering from cancer surgery. Yeah. Um, and then Monica finds out, oh, I've been gone five years and my Monica died from her, my mother died from her cancer while I was gone. Yeah. So, um, yep, here's Monica Rambo's uh, superhero origin story, the, the parental trauma. Um, here it is. Um, and then we find out uh, that Monica Rambo is an agent of S.W.O.R.D., uh, and actually one of the founders of S.W.O.R.D., yeah. which, of course, makes sense because we first met her character in the Captain Marvel film. Mm-hmm. So now we so now we're getting more of what Captain Marvel was trying to set up. Thank goodness. You know, like this is like a year late coming. Uh, but here it is finally. Um, so the importance of all this is real now becoming relevant, right? The big reveal of the S.W.O.R.D. space station at the end of Endgame. Now we're getting some of the origin of that. We're going back to Captain Marvel and saying, okay, after the events of Captain Marvel, uh, Monica Rambeau's mother uh, was uh, very pivotal in the creation of this sword organization yeah. because because Shield was now aware of extraterrestrial threats um, and needed to get some extraterrestrial protection in place with the help of the Skrulls, uh, who were the other big important revelation in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and now here we go, Monica Rambo. Um, she grew up with the creation of Sword. She grew up in Sword. Mm-hmm. She she is not only an agent of Sword, but she's like an she's like a an agent of Sword who has lived and breathed it her entire life. Sword is in her blood, yeah. basically. Um, and her first assignment after she comes back from the blip is she's sent out to investigate what's going on in this town, Westview. Yeah. Uh, and she shows up, and when she shows up. Um, we are rewound back to the beginning of the timeline of the show. Uh, and then we see all of the events that happened inside the show happen from the outside, kind of like what's going on outside the bubble when we're watching the show happen for the first three episodes. Um, so, uh, I don't know if I'm skipping anything, but what was great. You skipped a bunch of stuff, but it's all good. Um, 
Sorry, of course, ahead. there was uh, the part where she finally goes back to uh, Sword. I was going to say Shield. When she goes back to Sword, and uh, of course, her 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 uh, swipe card doesn't work. And then we meet the uh, the dude who I I don't remember his name, but uh, we we meet the dude that I guess is in charge now since her mother is passed. And um, in a way, I kind of thought he was kind of being a condescending dick when he was like talking to her, or whatever. Because, yeah. I don't know, she, I, I guess because her mom was like the leader, kind of whatever, the, the person that ran shield, um, sword. I keep wanting to say shield. I kind of yeah. feel like she should be the one in in his position now, I think that was right? the vibe they were trying to tell you. Yeah. I think he, I, I didn't get the, the the feeling he was being a dick. I felt like he was, he felt guilty. I felt like he kind of expressed it. He kind of said, you know, I'm really sorry you weren't here yeah. when the new leader was being chosen. Um, because he was kind of saying, you know, I shouldn't be giving you assignments. You should be giving me assignments. Mm-hmm. I think is what I, I felt know, like that me, moment was about. I don't know. To me, yeah, something like that. But uh, to me, it just comes off like a constant dick, like, like, haha, yeah. I'm in where you should be, sort of thing, right? You know, I think I, I know. think they're just I, th- I think they're just tipping you off to a future moment when mm-hmm. when Monica Rambo is in charge of Sword. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with with that, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Um, but yeah, so we find but, out that Westview is actually in New Jersey. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned that. And then, of course, yes. we go to the outskirts of Westview where there's yes. cops sitting. And, of course, the one cop the is... FBI. Sorry, the FBI agent Wu. I don't Our remember... Our favorite FBI agent, yeah. Jimmy Wu from Ant-Man. Yeah. And uh, he has a great moment in his first scene. Well, we already know he was on the show because it was his voice that was coming through the radio talking to Wanda. You're right. And people announced that it was well known. I think it was in the credits of the episode. Oh, um, was it? Okay. Um, so we knew Jimmy Woo was going to be involved, and we see yes, he's in charge of the FBI crime scene. And mm-hmm. when he approaches Monica Rambo as she arrives at the scene, he has this great callback to Ant Man yep. that um, I only saw because somebody sent me a, a clip of it. Um, but in Ant Man, there's a great moment where. He's showing Jimmy Woo a card trick, and Jimmy Woo is amazed by it, the way he can pull this card uh, seemingly out of nowhere. And when Jimmy Woo is walking up to Monica Rambo, he pulls out his business card, and he does the card trick and and hands it to her. And uh, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't catch that, uh, that awesome callback. But again... Everything in this show is an Easter egg. Everything. So you always have to be paying attention to everything. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, because of that, I actually rewatched Ant Man and Wasp. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to see, just to see that moment, right? Because uh, um, I did see a YouTuber bring it up, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't remember that particular moment in the in the thing." You're right. And of course, I, re- I rewatched yeah. I rewatched the episode yeah. to make sure that he really did that. Yeah. Because I thought when somebody showed it to me, I thought maybe somebody CGI'd the card into his hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know why somebody would bother doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I I did research too to yeah. verify. Okay, but yeah, no, I rewatched it, and and of course, yeah, it's it's Ant Man that shows him shows him the, the uh, little trick. Uh, what's Ant Man's uh, real name again? I forget. Um, Ant Man's? Yeah, what's his fucking name again? Oh my god, I don't even know. I know it. I'm just trying to blank. Not Paul Rudd. I mean, like his character name. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, I'm just drawing a fucking blank. It's not Hank Pym, so no, I don't no, remember. It's definitely not Hank Pym. <clears throat> so but anyways go ahead man um like why did they just make it a young hank pym why do you got to do that i don't know anyway 
Episode four of WandaVision. Scott so, Lang. Uh, Monica shows up. Yes, yeah, Scott Lang. Uh, Monica shows up at the crime scene. Um, and basically the first thing she does is, um, well, they realize, that, well, okay, I'm skipping. Yeah. Uh, the first thing they do well, is they talk, talk, to, to, some lo- talk yeah. to some local police. And the local police, and this is where she confirms that this is a real town. Mm-hmm. The local police say there is no Westview. We don't, like, it, it wasn't, like, it's not, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, um, and they're standing there looking at it. And they're standing but the right cop, by the, the cops, Yeah, and the cops <laughs> seem to not know it's there. Yeah. So the, something seems to be wrong with the cops' memory, and Monica says this after they leave. She says, something's happened here to make the people around here forget this town is here, but I remember this town being here. So that's, what, that's how she confirms that it's real. Monica Rambo is aware of Westview, New Jersey. Like, mm-hmm. it's a place she knows about. She's always known about. So it's real in this world. Yeah. Um, but somehow people in the local area outside of the bubble have forgotten that it exists. Um, and people can't go into the town. Yeah. And Jimmy Woo just says he just has a feeling you can't go into the town. I thought that was kind of dumb. I thought he should have said, you know, we tested or something. Mm-hmm. But he says... No, can't you just feel it? We're not supposed to go in there. And then Monica walks up and realizes there's the force field there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then she sends a drone. She well, sends fairness, the rem- it is giving off an energy, so maybe that's why he said that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, it, yeah, but he didn't say it's he didn't say it's giving off an energy. No, he, he said, didn't say that. Just he just said, it, uh, "Can't you feel it?" Like obviously, yeah. there's something that he can feel. So yeah. even though he didn't actually say. There's a force field. I thought it was like, like he was saying feet intuition. Away. No, yeah. no. He does actually say, can't you feel it? Like there is something that doesn't want us to go in. <clears throat> so. so Monica sends the drone, the yeah. remote control helicopter that we that we saw already in episode one. It's the helicopter that Wanda finds in a bush. But Which when is, she finds it, it's colored red. Um, and it's like and, an old school helicopter where this like is like old a timey helicopter. This one's like a cool hip droid or drone. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, With a so you see how the show. helicopter was changed when it entered the reality bubble, mm-hmm. we'll call it. Uh, and then I think it's right soon after that, you see Monica walk through the bubble and get sucked through. She puts her hands in and it sucks her right through. Yep. Uh, and then we're like, oh my God, now this is a rescue mission for Monica Rambo, who just got sucked into this mm-hmm. fake reality. Soon after this, we get the arrival of the character of Darcy, played by that Pat Cat Dennings. Thank Kat you Dennings. from from she two, was on two she, broke oh, two broke girls two broke girls. <laughs> she was in Thor. <laughs> she was in Thor, which is most important. She <laughs> yeah. was the she was the she was a sidekick character basically to Natalie, Portman. Natalie Portman's character yeah. in Thor. Yeah. Um, I. You know, probably more famous since then on her own from Two Broke Girls and as being funny. So she's brought in as the kind of the funny, uh, sciencey, geeky character in this. And uh, we find out she, through a reveal that she was the person who was watching the show at the end of episode one yeah. when we saw them pan out to that screen that I said felt like Black Ops Two. Yep, yep. Uh, that was Cat Dennings watching that video. Mm-hmm. It's Kat Dennings that figures out that there's a TV signal coming from the fake reality bubble, yep. bubble and starts watching it and starts recording it. 
Um, so they're watching all the events from the outside. It's Kat Dennings who figures out how to um, send a signal into the bubble to uh, try to talk to Wanda. And that's how Jimmy Woo talks to Wanda over her radio. Mm-hmm. Can I just like to point out that uh, yep. they actually utilize her uh, comedic chops in this as well, which I thought was really good. Fully, fully. Um, Kat Dennings is the comedy relief in this. Yeah, episode. most definitely. Like the the whole yep. like uh, coffee thing and all that stuff. Whatever, right? When she kept yep. on saying, "So can I get a coffee?" I uh, guess not. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like yeah. that little sarcastic quip that she has. I thought that was. Yes. I thought that was great. But yeah, go on. Sorry. Cat Dennings is funny, and mm-hmm. uh, and she's uh, it's great the way they utilize her in this. Yeah. I'm glad they brought her back. I can't wait for them to bring Natalie Portman back in Thor. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope I hope they bring Cat Dennings with her. I hope I hope they're still connected. Um. Anywho, uh, so then there's the radio thing. Um, what else happens? Uh, they well, send she, in. Sorry, so first they uh, she I don't know why it's there, but there's like some old school. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Like that, um, it's got that screen on it. Like a, I don't know, like a lithograph, or whatever. Yeah, thing, machine that was part of her equipment. Yeah, was it? It was, her like, it was called a, it was called a polyscope or something. Yeah, okay. Um, I think she pulled it out of know. her bag. No, I think she pulled it from under the table that she was sitting at. I, I don't know if it was her equipment because anyway, the the the, the soldier before she went in. Mm-hmm. Said your your gear is already set up and there for you. Oh, did she? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm I may have missed that. So yeah, so she pulls it up, um, and then that's where she first kind of sees like a glimpse of Wanda, and that's where she figures out that if you have an old school TV, you'll be able to tune into this channel or this frequency to right. she to get she, a she actually finds the frequency yeah and and realizes that it's a television frequency mm-hmm. uh, and asks for an old TV. And starts watching the show and yeah. then recording the show. Yeah. And then and then we see the guys who are going to go underground through the right. Sewer and system. then we see then we see the beekeeper who you know um, we had heard this already. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one thing I want to say. Uh, as great as this episode was, I don't think there was one surprise. I think every single thing that happened in this episode was all answers. We, we knew was coming. Yeah. I think it was all it was all tipped off though. Like I like yeah, we it was great to get all these answers, but I felt like I already knew all the answers. Like mm-hmm. I there was there was no like like big oh aha moment for me. It was all like, yeah, I'm glad they're finally showing this and I'm happy it looks good mm-hmm. and 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 I like Kat Dennings and I like Jimmy Woo. By the way, I'm gonna be the first to say this. Mm-hmm. I'm shipping I'm shipping Kat Dennings and Jimmy Woo. I'm shipping those two characters. Mm-hmm. They have a moment. They have a moment near the end of this episode that's like a cute moment between the two of them, and they kind of show them in frame, kind of like just the two of them in frame okay. next to each other. And I swear, I swear they're thinking about these are two funny characters that people love, and I think they're going to ship them. Anyway. When you say ship them, what do you mean by that? Relationship. They're going to put oh, them together. Oh, okay, okay. Because when you say ship them, I thought you meant like ship them out of the fucking episode. <laughs> No oh, man, I'm talking like the kids talk. I'm speaking yeah, millennial. Okay. I'm speaking right. millennial speak. Sorry, man. I'm not. I'm not. You gotta hip up your language. <laughs> I'm not hip to that shit. Yet. I don't watch TikTok. <laughs> that shit's is old, son. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know what? We never said. 
Spoiler alert! Anyway, spoiler um, alert! Huge spoiler. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, you know that we fucking spoil the shit out of everything. Always. <laughs> Unless we make sure that we don't. But anyways, even when we do that, we fucking still spoil it. But anyways, go on. <laughs> anyways. They send in, like I, I was going to say, uh, the beekeeper. It, yes. He wasn't a beekeeper. He was a guy in a hazmat suit. Yes. Yep. But when he crossed through the reality, yep. the modern hazmat suit had to change into something that fit the fake reality. Yep. So exactly like I, we said, exactly like we had heard before we said, uh, the beekeeper was not a beekeeper. It was a guy. That, it was a sword agent in a hazmat suit. Yeah. I, I was expecting. I didn't get I the whole expect- thing with the jump rope, though. Like when when it like because his rope he had a rope attached to him where they could pull where they could pull him back if they wanted to right yeah, yeah i know and then a, a foot of his rope crossed through the force field with him so it changed with him so it had to change into something that would fit that reality yeah. so it changed into a children's jump rope for like 3 feet that crossed through the force field right i don't know i just thought that was kind of weird just like the helicopter changed into a helicopter toy. Yeah. The rope changed into a jump rope. Yeah, I guess. Um, I literally had to rewind that and watch it again. Because I, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Is that a kid's rope? <laughs> Is that a fucking jump rope? Like, I'm like, why the fuck did it change into a jump rope? Because of the force field. No, no, I, I understand why it changed, but why a rope is what I'm trying to say. Like, why that is what I'm trying you know what i mean like of anything like at first i thought it was a snake <laughs> i thought it turned into a fucking coral snake uh one of those things right but well, uh, why a beekeeper <laughs> no i i hear you i hear you but i don't know i just thought that was weird that it would change into a fucking skipping rope but, one yeah. thing that bugged me mm-hmm. one thing that bugged me and i'm gonna repeat it now because i just saw it again okay one thing i was hoping to see here was what the fuck happened to that sword agent after they rewound time and rewound him out of there? Oh yeah, they yeah. never they never show him getting out. They might though. Who knows? That might be the next episode. They show Monica coming out, but they never show that guy. You know, I also watched another uh, little YouTube guy who um, who said who 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 led that it might have possibly be. There's a there's a scene in the town the episode before. Where there was a hot dog vendor, and they're like, maybe that's who this guy turned into, the hot dog vendor of the town. But anyways, that's, again, just theor- theoretic, right? <clears throat> he he would have to be a beekeeper. Not necessarily. That would be his character. Not necessarily. Anyway. Geraldine changed from an agent into a housewife <laughs> with no house and no husband. <laughs> Anyway, we I think we're ready to come to the climax of this episode, which mm-hmm. is, again, right after the Jimmy Woo and uh, Kate Den- Kat Dennings moment. So I want to put a, I want to emphasize this. I'm predicting this, Kev. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm shipping Jimmy <laughs> Woo and what's her name? What's her character's name again? Um, I'm trying to blank on her name. Of the I said it. I said it. Now I forget it because I'm because I'm stuck on Kat Dennings. Anyway. I'm shipping them, but we get to the we get to the the crux right after this, which is the same as the as the climax of the previous episode. It's the moment when Wanda calls out Geraldine when Geraldine and Wanda have this standoff moment. Only we see now Darcy what Lewis. happens. 
Darcy, thank Darcy. you. Darcy. Darcy and Jimmy Woo. It's going to be Darcy Woo because they're going to get married. <laughs> at the end at the end of Marvel Phase 8, Darcy and Jimmy Woo's marriage wedding, I promise. Yeah, anyway. all right. Hopefully around that long. <laughs> we see um, Wanda saying, no, you're not from here. You're a stranger. You're from outside. You're not welcome here anymore. Yeah. And we see Wanda pull out her full-on magic power just like she does in Endgame before she blasts Thanos. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh my god, is Geraldine going to die? But we know she doesn't because we saw what happens. She just gets blasted straight through the wall of the house, straight down the street, straight through the force field, and straight out back into reality. And by the way, she actually did break four walls. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. So, including and then, including and, the shield. So that's technically she broke the fourth wall. And then we see, and then we see Wanda casually use her powers to put the walls all back together to fix the whole reality. Mm-hmm. And if it's not clear yet, we get the moment finally when Monica is found by Jimmy and everybody after she gets spit out. She looks at them, opens her eyes, and said, "It's Wanda." It's mm-hmm. all Wanda. So if there was any doubt still that Wanda's in charge of the of this fake reality, confirmation. Absolute confirmation. Um, Just and so one, here we are. One key thing that you kind of skipped over yep. there. Yep, go ahead, go ahead. When, um, when we go back to uh, the Wanda vision reality, or Wanda vision, I don't even know if you want to call that reality, and he comes in and he's like, Wanda. Oh, yes. There, there is a horror moment. There's a scary moment. Mm-hmm. A creepy moment. Yeah, go ahead. An amazing moment. Yes. <laughs> when it happened, I was like, all right, this, this, this also explains when, a lot, too. When it, it's right after Wanda had just blasted Monica Rambo out and just fixed the wall. So mm-hmm. Wanda is kind of still in her own normal mental headspace and not in the fake TV reality headspace yeah. when Vision walks in the room and then go ahead. Yeah, and then um, he's like, Wanda, Wanda, or like, are you okay? And then she turns around and the camera pans and focuses on his face and it's it's the Vision that we saw who got the stone ripped out of his head, so he's essentially a zombie. It's um, dead corpse yeah, vision. It's dead, dead, corpse, dead corpse vision. vision. I like that. Gray skin, gray skin, giant yes. hole in his head, black eyes. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's like a dead corpse version of Vision is standing there talking to her. Yeah. It it seems in this moment to me that in this false reality, Vision is a reanimated corpse. Yes, and I th- I think we're gonna find out that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, because we found out the deleted scene from the end of Endgame from the post credits was Wanda stealing Vision's corpse. Oh, really? They actually they actually filmed Wanda stealing Vision's corpse. Oh, I didn't know that. And and then cut it. So uh, that was supposed to be setting up for the Wanda Vision series. Yeah, mm. I thought we talked about that last episode. No, but maybe, but no, because we didn't we didn't film we didn't record last week. I'm sorry. I just learned this last week mm. that there was a um, there was a supposed to be a scene at the end of Endgame uh, where Wanda goes and steals Vision's body and drives away with it. Mm-hmm. And then we start with the beginning of WandaVision, right, with them driving in a car together. That's Wanda in her car with Vision's corpse arriving in Westview. Oh. Um, 
Okay. So this whole time, Vision is somehow a reanimated corpse that is so creepy. And we're going to find out, I think that later on, we're going to get some dark, dark, dark moments in this show. And I'm so looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but oh, like, yeah, it's, was it's just <laughs> three seconds. We only get three seconds of yeah. like dead vision. And, and then he turns back into, uh, you know, full color vision, uh, normal looking vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the ending of the episode the same way we got it at the end of episode three, except now we get it with the absolute knowledge that Wanda is in charge here. Yeah. And stuff is creepy. And with that great fucking Jimi Hendrix fucking music in the background too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was a fantastic episode with a lot of payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and give it a rating. It was uh, it was great. It was nine out of ten for me. Yeah. If the rest of the episodes are at least this cool, then it, then then I'll be really happy. And I expect it's gonna get better though. I expect. We're heading for some massive, massive stuff here, um, and um, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for it. <laughs> um, we're already um, – next episode will be the halfway – no, just over the halfway mark because it's, what, nine episodes? Yeah. Right? So just over the halfway mark. And this episode, I was – wow, just damn phenomenal. I thought it was yep. freaking great. Loved it from start to end. Yep. I'm right there with you. I know I, I've basically, uh, almost all our scores have been like pretty much <laughs> on par, but I'm right there with you. Nine out of 10, dude. Um, such, such a, such a great episode. Yeah. I was really into this one. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision is going great and, yeah. uh, it's, it's only going to get better. I think that's I my gut. Yes. Yeah. My instinct. I'm with you. And from what I, and from what I've heard, I mean, there's still, I don't know everything that's coming, but there's still a lot of stuff that I've heard is coming. Um, mm. I, I, you know what? We're in full, full spoiler mode. So, look, I might be spoiling the next episode when I say this. Uh, so, like, if you don't want me to spoil future stuff, Take then with stop, a grain listening. Of salt. stop listening right you now. You haven't watched it? No, so you, so this, you... this is confirmed. I haven't watched it, but it is confirmed. And I don't know if you've heard this, but I feel like we talked about it. Okay. It's confirmed that Evan Peters is going to be on the show. There's actually a leaked scene where Evan Peters is actually playing Quicksilver. Oh yeah. On this show. It's Which... only a quick it's only a quick 30 second scene. Okay. But you know the multiverse is coming in, right? You know this is leading into into Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness, right? And and people are saying that the multiverse is going to be introduced through WandaVision. And that this is Evan Peters playing Quicksilver. And and it's true because I've watched the lead clip. Evan Peters does, does play Quicksilver in this. Hmm. But I want to say... Wouldn't it make more sense to bring in the other dude? I'm drawing a blank on his it's name a, right now. I think, I think, no, I think they still are going to bring in the real Pietro. This is what I'm saying. Hmm. I think it's a double or triple fake out. Because there was a concurrent rumor that Evan Peters was going to be playing the main villain of the show, Mephisto. Mephisto? So if Mephisto, who is Satan in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. is really controlling this, this, this bended reality somehow, or if this whole thing is happening because 
Wanda made a deal with the devil, Mephisto, which is like what happened in the comics. So it's likely this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. If Evan Peters is Mephisto and, and Wanda Wanda is longing for and dreaming of her brother, I have a feeling we could see a scene where Mephisto appears as Wanda's brother. So we're getting Evan Peters playing Quicksilver, but we're not getting Evan Peters from the X-Men movies version of Quicksilver. We're getting Evan Peters playing Mephisto, impersonating Wanda's brother to fuck with her mentally. Hmm. I think this is a crazy theory of mine. It's a personal theory. The only thing that's confirmed is that Evan Peters is going to be in it and he's going to be playing Quicksilver in some for some reason. For some reason. And this is the what I this is this is my crazy out there theory that I haven't heard anybody else say. I think it's Mephisto playing a trick on her. It's not actually M- it's not actually X-Men Quicksilver. It it's Mephisto playing Pietro. Interesting. And then it and then like uh you know, like switching identities or whatever, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens because they're supposed to introduce the multiverse. It could be that they're about to introduce the X-Men cast from the, from the, the Fox X-Men movies into the MCU. And Evan Peters is the first one. I don't know. Some people think that might be happening. I don't know. That sounds crazy to me. I can't imagine that happening, but maybe it will. We'll see. I would love to have Patrick Stewart, as Professor Xavier in the MCU, mm-hmm. I would love to have the other guy, the young guy who played Xavier, whose name I'm blanking on right now. Uh-huh. I would love to have him come back. I would love to have their Magnetos. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would love to have, you know, even bring back their Wolverine. Fine. Even bring him back. I don't mind. James McAvoy. I, I don't know how you're going to recast Wolverine. So just just, just bring back. Mm-hmm. What's his name? <laughs> I'm like Hugh Wolverine. Jackman, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I've been talking too long. I don't remember any names anymore. But um, yeah, so uh, I don't know if it's next episode. I don't know if it's you know three episodes away. But we are going to see this Evan Peters as Quicksilver on the show somehow. Mm-hmm. And I believe we're also going to see Pietro. I believe there was also leaks of Pietro um, filming for this show. So is it going to be some multiverse stuff? Is it going to be Mephisto playing a trick? I don't know. We'll see. Another uh, thing, um, which uh, didn't mention uh, earlier, but when they're walking, so we're going flashing back earlier in the episode when they're walking through uh, shore. Uh, I keep wanting to say sword, through sword, and uh, there's that part where they're walking through like that one area where there's like a big, it looks like um, some kind of like space, like a shuttle or whatever, being constructed in the background, and they're talking about. Um, these different things that they're planning on doing. Um, the first thing that popped through my head while they were walking through there is this is how they're going to reboot the XR, the uh, yes. Fantastic yes. Four. Um, yes. That was the first thing that popped into my head, and then I was watching a dude on YouTube who basically said the same thing in a in a roundabout way that uh, that that they're going to be responsible for the Fantastic Four now. So I think that's kind of cool that they're kind of like going to involve the Fantastic Four into this kind of like story as well, like the whole sword thing. So 
<clears throat> we're supposed to be getting Fantastic Four and X Men kind of dropped in, like sprinkled into us mm-hmm. at the same time, kind of a little bit at a time yeah. before we get the full iterations of each. So we should expect some Fantastic Four uh, Easter eggs as well as X Men Easter eggs coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say about Sword, it is important that um, they changed the name. They they changed what the meaning of Sword means in the MCU based on different from the comics, right? Okay. In the comics, Sword stood for Sentient World Observation and Response Department, which means they were just there to protect us from alien threats from other worlds, right? Mm-hmm. In the MCU, it stands for Sentient Weapon. Mm-hmm observation and response department so that means they are the police force or the military force to protect us against superheroes Mm. which is important because what are we about to introduce mutants and what do mutants need mutants need the government to be overseeing them and trying to stop them and fight them right so it's going to be sword who are you know watching the mutants or you know maybe imprisoning them, maybe harassing them, or maybe trying to bring them in um, to, you know, to be allies. We'll see. But sentient weapon observation and response department is definitely going to have a major role in the mutant plot line uh, that we're going to see in the MCU yeah. going forward. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, that's no accident. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Anyway, um, right, we've gone on, we've gone on for quite a bit of time. You've got Royal Rumble tonight, buddy, and I'm yeah. not watching it myself. I'm yeah. not even a, a wrestling fan anymore, even though you I know, was back. It, it's funny. Sorry, I'm just gonna boom, go ahead. boom done on that. But uh, it's right. fine because I don't really watch wrestling anymore either. But um, so I have a group of friends who um, every year we always got together and and watched the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, I had a friends like that too. yeah so um in the last like i want to say five years or so maybe longer i can't remember we started actually putting money into it so basically uh we throw we, everyone would throw x amount of dollars into this pot and then everyone would draw numbers and of course if you're if your guy wins you win the pool so that tradition is continued over and like i said even though i don't really watch wrestling anymore um, because now it's two rumbles, it's so it's a, now, it's a girls and a men's, right? Uh-huh. So we uh, we're the pot's even bigger now. So last night we're online and we're like drawing up the numbers and stuff. So that's why I want to watch it now, is because I'm like, all right, <laughs> I got, I can walk. That away. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I I could walk away uh, with the like 240 bucks if I win this. That's okay, well, both. Who, That's are, both. Who, who are you predicting then? And I bet you I'm not even going to know their well, names. Who are you predicting are going to win the Rumbles? Well, it's funny because, again, I haven't watched wrestling in so long. But these guys, when I was walking uh, online in a Zoom meeting with them, they were talking about the favorites to win. And Goldberg is actually a, uh, a favorite to win, who you know. Is it, is, is it like his son or something? No, no, Goldberg. Goldberg apparently It's the is real back. Goldberg? Yeah, the, Goldberg is oh, back okay. apparently. And um, uh, Daniel Bryan is the other one. And the one, uh, and I'll tell you, like a couple of years ago, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Daniel Bryan was favored to win. And I got Daniel Bryan. So as soon as I, as soon as he came out to my number, I was like, yes, yes, right? Yeah. And, of course, everyone's like, oh, I might as well just give him the money now, basically, right? Did yeah. my man not get thrown out? 
<laughs> who won that year? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I feel like it was Seth Rollins, if I remember correctly, that year. And I was just like, I, I was literally like, I was in tears. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right. He was favored to win, and he got thrown uh-huh. out. I was so uh-huh. fucking pissed. So uh-huh. anyways, I did not win that year. Yeah, they gave it to, I'm pre- I feel like it was uh, Seth Rollins. It was someone who who was not the number one favorite to win but anyways <laughs> so but yeah we'll see um so well, enjoy that i'm kind of i'm kind of right. jealous it sounds like you're gonna have a good time yeah it should be fun and we're actually gonna zoom while we uh watch it too so that should be fun too yeah wicked good times yeah well brother it's uh it's always a pleasure i think we're gonna wrap up episode 68 of tool for this podcast now sounds good um Unless there's uh, unless there's any questions uh, from the chat or on the phone lines. Uh, let's this... see. Caller number one. Do you have a question, ma'am? That's the end? <laughs> no. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> I'm dancing. <laughs> Nasty. 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 <laughs> Nasty boys. No, I was uh, sorry. I was trying to do Rhythm Nation, and then I started We're singing Nasty Boys. It is from Nasty Boys, though. Yeah, but I was doing the Rhythm Nation. Oh, no. the Rhythm Nation dance. Yeah, yeah. Edit. You know the big break. Yeah. The, you know the, the the extended dance version yeah. of that was this. Of, that was that. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. When when all of a sudden the voices goes no. <laughs> I know yes. exactly. What I'm totally gonna put that yeah. on YouTube right now all and right. just dance. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you go. I'm going right. to let everybody go. Thanks for listening to Tool for this podcast, yep, episode 68. Thank you. Please uh, drop us a comment on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what you're thinking us, about uh, uh, WandaVision. Yeah. Tell us Tell us if you think our predictions are on or off. Mm-hmm. Tell us Tell us anything you want to tell us. Uh, let us know that you're out there. And thank you for listening. Um, and uh, I guess uh, that's all to say except just chill. To the next episode.